Federal employees got up to 80 extra hours of emergency sick leave through one of the big coronavirus legislative relief packages. That was back in March. The new benefits were supposed to be available April 1st, but employees at the Social Security Administration say they're still waiting to use emergency paid sick leave. SSA says it's still working with its payroll provider to implement the new leave. But employee unions say the delays are far too long, and other agencies have already made the new sick leave benefit available to their employees. We get more now from Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco. Nicole, let's start with a review of the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act. What did it do for federal employees before we get to the SSA? Yeah, so this was included in a much broader package that Congress passed back in March, March 18th, which seems like, uh, you know, forever ago. At <laughs> a thousand this point. years ago. Yep. Exactly. Uh, that one's called the Families First Coronavirus Response Act. And the big takeaway for federal employees is that it includes up to 80 hours of emergency paid or partially paid sick leave that they could use in very specific circumstances. And we've described the circumstances on federalnewsnetwork.com, but just generally speaking, they allow you to take time off if you have to care for your children who maybe are at home because school is closed. Uh, It allows you to take time off if you're actually caring for someone who is sick, if you are sick yourself. And depending on the scenario ultimately depends on what you'll be paid, what rate you'll be paid at. So it's anywhere from up to two thirds of your pay to fully paid, again, depending on individual scenarios. And this is on top of the annual leave that federal employees already have and the sick leave that they already have as well. All right, then what's going on at Social Security? Why can't they give this benefit that everyone presumably is legally entitled to? So we reached out to Social Security Administration and they said that they are still working with their payroll provider on the implementation of the new legislation and the associated leave balance. And that in the meantime, employees could continue to take their personal leave or request advance leave, so basically tap into leave that you would have in the future, but you don't technically have right now. And they also mentioned that you could retroactively take this emergency paid sick leave. So you could use some of your leave, and then whenever the leave, the emergency leave is actually implemented, you could change your timesheet later to reflect that leave. So Social Security Administration's payroll provider is Interior Business Center. And I asked IBC how it was going, you know, knowing that implementing pay and leave changes is really complicated for some of these payroll providers. I mean, Tom, if you think back to last year when agencies had to uh, implement the 2019 retroactive pay raise for feds, that took months. And in a lot of cases, it meant manual changes depending on who you are and where you worked and what locality you were in and all of that. So this is tough stuff. But the Interior Business Center told us all of IBC customer employees can use the Emergency Paid Sick Leave Act. They say that IBC has provided guidance to our client agencies about how to code employees' timesheets using an interim process, while IBC is working to develop new coding in our systems that will precisely calculate the new emergency leave payments. So what we're hearing is a disconnect, I think, between SSA, who says we still have work to do with our payroll provider, and the payroll provider, which is saying, actually, this is available. Everyone can use it. They have to use an interim process to get there, but it is available. So basically, Interior is saying, it ain't us. We've got everyone else up and running on this while we backfill with the programming. They're 
really dumping it on Social Security management, sounds like. Well, I don't think they mean to do that. I asked them some pretty uh, general questions about, you know, were all of their customers essentially online at this point? And I explained the situation to them about SSA. And this was the statement they gave me. You know, this came from federal employee unions who said that in their experience, Social Security was taking much longer than other agencies that they're currently dealing with. The National Treasury Employees Union has big bargaining units at the IRS and at Customs and Border Protection. And they say that those two agencies have already implemented this leave and it's available for their bargaining unit members. So from their perspective, this is taking far too long and they're not really quite sure why. They also heard the explanation saying there's some issues with the payroll provider, but their takeaway is that this is just unreasonable. On the other hand, to be fair to Social Security, they are telling people to go ahead and take the leave and they'll backfill policy-wise when the new system comes through. Yes, but I would say they are not advertising this emergency paid sick leave as something that's available. They're saying if you need to take leave, you should continue to use, use your own personal leave. And after the fact, whenever they are able to formally implement it, they could change their timesheets to reflect the emergency paid sick leave. NTEU says there is a problem with that because, again, you might be paid at two-thirds of your normal rate or you might be paid at your full pay rate. challenge there is that you might technically end up being overpaid for the time that you take off. And then you'd have to go back and forth with the agency to essentially repay them. And I think that's the concern that the unions have is that this isn't quite implemented. There are some workarounds. And from their perspective, it really should be implemented, at least fully the way they've seen it with other agencies. And as far as you could tell, this is unique to SSA, the situation. As far as we can tell, however, um, I did receive an email from another from an employee at another agency who said, you know, from her perspective, she hadn't seen this leave yet either. I mean, this is tricky, right? I mean, if you think about implementing any of these changes, I go back to that 2019 retroactive pay raise again. This is difficult. And the payroll providers, this is a a difficult task for them, especially if they have to calculate changes at two-thirds your pay rate or your full pay rate, apply locality pay, apply your grade level, apply your step level. I mean, there's a lot of complexity to this. So I would not be surprised if there were other agencies who may have similar experiences. Federal News Network's Nicola Grisco, thanks so much. Thanks, Tom. Check out her stories at federalnewsnetwork.com. This episode is brought to you by Zelle. Whenever you're sending money through an app or online, it's important to do it safely. Here are a few helpful tips. First, always make sure you know and trust the person you are sending money to. Second, confirm you have entered their contact details correctly. And finally, if you don't trust the person or your recipient is rushing you to send money right away, think twice before sending money through an app or online. Grab a 30-day free trial of Live by Live Plus and you'll get unlimited skips, commercial-free music, and all of the podcasts and live streaming events you can handle. Visit livexlive.com slash podcast one to learn more and start your free trial.